0: to People Like Us, a podcast for and about Third Culture Kids Everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK, and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and in today's episode of People Like Us, I'm delighted to be speaking with Ashra Shevitsky's. Hello, Ashra, how are you doing today? Hi Jan. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. My
1: how friend.
0: are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to launch straight into the first question, which is, would you like to tell me about where you grew up?
1: Yeah, it's not a straightforward answer as you'd imagine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so I was born in Lithuania, in Vilnius, where I am now. And um, I, at seven years old, uh, we moved to Mexico and from seven to 14, I lived there. Then we moved to Canada from 14 to 23. When I was 23, I was very much missing my homeland, which I thought I... I thought I was Lithuanian at the end of the day. I had an identity crisis kind of thing. And so I came back. I, I renounced Canadian citizenship. I became Lithuanian 100%. So I guess growing if, if growing up means up to the age of 18, then that's where it stops. I left Canada when I was 23 and I came to Lithuania. So that's, oh. that's already past the, past the minimal age.
0: Uh, and what the, happened the story
1: continues. That's the answer for that, that part.
0: That's your your TCK upbringing in terms of the moving around. So did you keep moving after Lithuania?
1: Yeah I did actually yeah when I was 32 I moved to Australia with my fiancé we decided to travel for a few years and I, I guess I was a bit restless I was kind of a bit it was hard here as well financially but it was also like I don't know, I was very curious what's there, curiosity was killing me. So we went there and uh, we ended up splitting up and then I decided to stay there. So I stayed there for six years and now I'm back here. um, And when I'll be 40, (laughs) I'll actually be, um, I'm planning to go back to Australia or New Zealand to work there. So I'm just studying here for a few years.
0: Okay. That's the plan. Australia, that was um, Perth, I believe.
1: Is that right? I was in many cities. We started with Melbourne. Then I went to study to Brisbane, to Queensland, and then I went to back to Melbourne because I got a really good job there for 2019. And then they um, closed up the facility where I was working there. They closed it. So then I worked, um, I decided I bought a new car and I got citizen uh, residency there, and I decided to um, move uh, to Perth. Uh, because uh, uh, again, I was very curious. What's over there? <laughs> Curiosity is sure. my word. But as you see, there's no easy answers. Like you ask me one thing, I kind of have to tell the context of the story, and then it ends up being like
0: a two-minute talk. Yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. So let let's step back then. So at the young age of seven, you went to Mexico and you spent seven yeah. years there. That must have been quite a change. You were quite young, but quite a change from Lithuania. So what what are your memories of what it was like to be in such a different country?
1: Uh, well, I adapted really fast. Um, I remember after about six months, someone I remember kind of stayed with my memory that after six months, I was able to speak quite fluently. Uh, the Spanish language. So, and I adapted really well, really fast. Um, I remember one of the most traumatic and difficult times was when we were coming back to Lithuania because we came back every summer to Ooh. see grandma, to whatever. I, I would study here, here for a while. And that was hard, leaving Lithuania to go back to Mexico. And because I would adapt to every place, I would adjust so well. And then just suddenly, again, this, this, this. Pulling apart—that's what it feels like. That's my memories of of like the early childhood—is all these goodbyes and and the, and the tears and and the, yeah, there is a sad side of being a TCKs. Yeah, there, there,
0: there is a lot of loss and those goodbyes, as you mentioned.
1: But I remember Mexico was a very good place. The people were very warm. They were like my size people. I was little and they were little, and. <laughs> <laughs> They, <laughs> like, they were warm, like they were very warm hearted and very, like, I was in a very good environment. I went to pri- private school. Um, it was really, really good life there. My mom had a really good job. We had a, a, a servant at home and she used to help with dishes and all the cleaning. So we didn't have to do that. So, and we had a bunch of cats. We had one cat who brought like a bunch of kittens and we had like five at one point, And <laughs> it was an active life. <laughs>
0: So lots of happy memories of Mexico and then, yes I'm and at 14 you moved to Canada how was that right.
1: that was super hard that was the hardest move probably um, because uh, people were big <laughs> 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 I mean in school when you go to school oh, sure. you know they're they tall they're mature the girls are chasing after guys I was playing with dolls at 14 like I, I had my barbies with me you know um and uh, I played video games and I played Barbies. And, and I mean, I'm a single child, you know, what do you do to keep a child busy? But um, definitely I was very, yeah, was very, very hard transition, very hard. And we didn't have a home there. Like in Mexico, we rented a big house. And in, in Canada, we lived uh, with some people, some Lithuanians who welcomed us from the community. And there were a lot of rules in the house. There were a lot of discipline and the weather was cold. I had not seen the winter for many years. And yeah, like I said, people were I couldn't make friends because of this maturity difference. I I was not interested in guys when I was 14. (laughs) I was a late bloomer, definitely. You
0: could put it out. Hmm. And you mentioned when we were chatting off air before about your name. Yeah. Uh, Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, that that was a bit of a challenge because um, when I was I was born in Lithuania, my name, original name is Ostrashivitskite, so my dad's father, my grandfather, Shivitskis, he's a really famous scientist even, Um, and he worked in the Philippines for many years, he he, he actually opened uh, part of uh, the zoology department of the university where I'm studying now, and that's like a really, I don't know, awesome thing to have his last name, the right spelling of the last name, (laughs) but my mom, because we lived overseas, she thought it would be easier in English. To pronounce it um, as uh, she just uh, like sp- changed the spelling basically. She's changed the, the and it looks like a whole completely different person when you look at the two names. So, mm-hmm. and the first name as well, she added an H to pronounce it more easily because Lithuanian S is with a bird is a sh, so the mm-hmm. S without bird is s, so otherwise it would be ausra, and you need ausra, so to get the sh sound, she added the H after the S. So basically, the first name is not a big deal, but the last name has given me a hard time, especially now that I'm back here. I'm studying and 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 it's just um it's really hard to not have his last name. But then at the end of the day, all my documents are under that name, so I just I wouldn't change it. you know, my driver's license, my diplomas, everything is under the 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 modern version of the grandfather's name. <laughs> yeah.
0: and then the modified version. so you have, almost two identities would you say
1: yeah it is it is and it's annoying because my my high school diploma is under my original name which i i got to write in with my hands they said like write your name how how you want your name to be written on the diploma (laughs) and i did and i always used to have a crisis between that even i used to spell the lithuanian name with different like variations of it and uh, as I was growing up and, and definitely it was added to my identity crisis of figuring out who I am actually am I am I like this person am I that person oh
0: mm-hmm. so a tricky transition to Canada and yeah
1: very, Canada was very hard even though I adjusted I had a few good friends eventually and all all immigrants though I found they related very well One girl was a Muslim and I had a boyfriend sort of, we were just friends, but we called each other boyfriend and girlfriend just for fun. I don't know why (laughs) we didn't really do anything, Um, but he was Chinese as well. So I really felt like uh, happy with international environments in school, but uh, yeah, I guess I didn't go to those international schools that they have, like at that time, I don't even know if there were any, and nobody ever spoke to me about being a TCK and that it's okay to be different. Like it's okay to be a mix. And it's okay to to feel Mexican even though you look white. Like I feel brown. Like I love hanging out with brown people. Like I feel more more with them than with the white people usually. Mm-hmm. That's why in, in Australia I was hanging out a lot with the Indians and the Bangladeshi and the, my my friend used to leave me babysit her kids and they used to love me. Like they can feel that I am so comfortable with them. And and uh, I, I honestly like you don't look at yourself right when you're a child. You feel like you blend in and. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the weird thing. I don't feel white. I don't feel um, of one kind at all. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So. After Canada and you went back to Lithuania, you said that was at 23. Was that on your own at that point or were you still with your family?
1: Yeah, I totally decided to do that on my own. My mom is still in Canada. She stayed there. She's living there now. And since that time, 2000, oh, I remember 2006 maybe, I I moved by myself. uh, Yeah, because I decided that I am Lithuanian because everyone in Canada, there's a really strong Lithuanian community and they really do try to like promote, I used to do cultural dances and the language and and everything was like a really big big deal for me. Uh, But eventually, um, I don't know, I just, like I didn't fit in and I had a friend actually from that community from the first comers Lithuanians who just arrived the first generation we call them the the newcomers um and uh, he committed suicide and that was a point where it was a really big turning point for me when I was at his funeral I also felt like he felt we shared uh, we, we celebrated New Year's together recently and I had decided that I'm not going to stay here I don't belong here. I'm not like these people. I'm not like I just couldn't fit in. So yeah, I came back. And I thought I was, you know, 100% Lithuanian. But then I came here. And then I realized I am not 100% Lithuanian. I don't fit in here either. <laughs> what do I do? Even I got the passport now. Why don't I feel like I belong here?
0: Uh... So uh, yeah, I'm definitely hearing that sort of doing what you can to fit in but feeling like somewhere else should be more um, inclusive perhaps feel more like home and then on to Australia afterwards which is again another completely different country so with that move back to Lithuania and you're thinking that you would be feeling at home there what did that feel like like you you've mentioned your identity and the different sort of aspects to it um tell me more
1: right so coming back to Lithuania what it was like Mm. um yeah I guess a part of me definitely like there was uh, one more person that was very important to me is my grandmother I really loved her she had a very big heart she always um mom in her big endeavors like going to Mexico that was like a huge time because we Lithuania at the time was occupied by the Soviet Russians right so it had just gained independence it was like the first year it became independent so at those times the the travel opportunities were so restricted and like my mom is a musician right both my parents are professional musicians so mom plays violin that plays cello and like my mom is very accomplished and she um she wanted to go out get these opportunities, you know, play solo with an orchestra and uh, open a music school. And she got to do all those things she wanted in Mexico. Um, So that opportunity was definitely one in a lifetime, you know, it was an audition that she won and it was like a huge, huge thing, but it was also because it was a fresh new Lithuania that was just just became free from the Russians. So that's why, um, yeah, uh, my return here, uh, one thing, my grandmother died Um, and the other thing uh, Lithuania uh, was not the same Mm -hmm. it changed a lot over the course of um, being independent Um, things began to become modernized Uh, people became more open-minded a little bit more but it's definitely takes generations to to get actually like to a place where I don't know we're up to date kind of you know where Mm -hmm. we're inclusive where we're um, you know not racist. Uh, Like Lithuania didn't have any Asians or any people who are um, African descent. Like there were no people like that at all. And if if, if a black or dark skinned man would walk by and everyone would stare at him, (laughs) I would feel so bad for them. Honestly, like in Canada, I was used to seeing a mix of cultures and, Mm, yeah, and I guess my mix is very well hidden, isn't it? And my like identity is, is so hidden. I look Lithuanian, like people would say, "Oh, you look French," because I also lived in France for a while, but that was on my own choice. But um, but yeah, I I it was my choice. We say well, you look French, like when you, when people until you open your mouth, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the thing, and I don't. Yeah my identity mix is very hidden and it's easy to for people like uh, oh one way people can tell that i'm not 100 percent lithuanian is because even now at university i'm not as good with the language i'm i would say english is my first language but um Lithu- i was born lithuanian i spoke lithuanian all my life but i didn't speak it regularly i would have years mm. without speaking it so uh, literally you can tell that my comprehension, sometimes it's slower and I would miss something really important the professor would say and I would just kind of understand most of it but I missed that one point and people would say, but she just said it. Have you got like a memory problem? And I would say, no, it's not a memory problem. It's just that sometimes I miss things. So then they, they, I think they still think that I have like an intellectual, intellect problem or something. <laughs> and There's no point to try to prove it to them but yeah, because that's just how it is. That's one of the problems but but uh, identifying like I've, I've done so many brain maps myself trying to figure out who I am and drawings and different like um, just searching who am I more of what am I more of and I realized it's actually a fluid thing as well like I'm not always like I would say maybe 40% of me is Lithuanian right so I would, that, I feel that changes actually sometimes. And and the more I live in Lithuania, the more I realized a, a larger part of me is Australian. Like I would say like 15% of me is Australian right now, you know, so, and maybe like 10% is Mexican, you know? And it also like, it's kind of like, it's a constant uh, uh, discovery, you know, that like, it's almost like every week you can assess yourself, like, and it's, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's it's fixed, you know, like I kind of wish it was, but it's not. It's, it's, If I look at myself after a month, it's like, uh, do I feel more Lithuanian right now or do I feel less? So that
0: that fluidity, if you like, of identities, sort of changing of the percentages of which you feel like, when does that change?
1: Well, I think that changes um, as I belong more to one certain place or as I discover how I don't belong to a certain place, And as I get a better picture of a certain place, like obviously from one experience, one environment, you can't say that you know something about that place, right? So like I I ended up at this university community where half of the students are all like younger than me, 10 years younger, and they're all like local, very local. And in a a different city also, that's another new thing I discovered that the different cities, It's a small country, but the different cities, they do have like differences in in how people speak, how people think, and you know, Uh, so... It depends on, I need more exposures basically. And now we're in quarantine, you know, um, for another month, we're locked down. So I haven't actually had a proper exposure. I've I've been feeling quite lonely here, actually, Um, but I was also feeling lonely in Australia. But what helps here is that I got more people that I knew from before. So, from like those many years ago, so suddenly somebody would remember me, like somebody would, or I would remember someone, find, look them up on Facebook, and we can have like a nice phone chat and, or go for a walk. We're allowed to walk if we're in the same city. So, um, so it's like, yeah, and I've recently started ice swimming here. I've discovered this really nice activity. And that is also like, that makes me feel more northern by mm-hmm. finding activities that make me feel like that I love. You know, I really love ice swimming. I didn't know that. <laughs> I've lived in a desert for the last six years.
0: <laughs> I, I would die, just the thought of it.
1: <laughs> no, there is a whole method to it. It's called the Wim Hof method. That's the one they use in this group anyway. So there's yeah. like a breathing exercise. You go gradual exposure to the cold, starting with cold showers. And and there's a whole like system to it. And the, when you understand the benefits of it, it's kind of like, ooh. And I'm studying health psychology. I'm doing a master's degree. So I, I should be promoting health. thought you know i I should try something healthy so even though i was quite scared of the cold i never liked the cold ever and i realized that i do like it and the community support and everyone's so like into it that i got like caught up with that spirit you know (laughs) just kind of go with them and it's a nice feeling of belonging and suddenly i don't feel that lonely anymore i mean they meet like on the weekends you know maybe once i meet them once every couple of weeks but uh but really it's um it's definitely my identity is affected by the people around us and the experiences, the, the activities oh, and the, the, sure. the, the, the number of exposures as well. Like the, the more, the better. I think the better picture you have, the more.
0: Uh, that sense of belonging, where would you say feels like home for you?
1: Oh my God, that's the...
0: a <laughs> good question. <laughs> or what makes a somewhere feel like home? What does home mean to you?
1: uh home yeah it's about belonging definitely it's about mm, yeah it's about being understood isn't it it's about the people mm-hmm. um it's about the environment so for me right now I feel like Australia is my home to be honest I feel like uh, I have I, You know Canada was I don't know I I was growing up I was was a teenager there so for me it was a hard years okay it was like really hard I felt like I was not understood which was actually true to a large degree like as a TCK you know as a teenager TCK oh my god what a combination <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes I'm
0: sure you many to
1: relate to that yeah my poor mother like honestly I was uh, I was uh, quite wild uh, but um, she did her best you know to keep me down to uh, on earth you know um, but, uh, really, I, um, yeah, I don't know why, but I feel like Australia represents to me like a mix between Mexico and Canada. Uh, when I arrived in Sydney, the first time there were these flowers, the red ones, you know, the, I don't know what they're called. they were kind of in the trees, red ones, and they, they blossomed and, I mean, and there was, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of pinkish, not red, pinkish, uh, bright pink. And they, they are they they have also a lot of this white architecture, like con- concrete architecture. New, I don't know. We went to some beach there, and it was just I just had such a strong flashback of Mexico there. I was just like, whoa! Like I feel like I'm in Mexico, and and it was a modern country. In Mexico. There's a lot of poverty, like a lot, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like it's a whole different. Like, when I went to Nepal last year, I actually felt more in Mexico there than I do anywhere else you know, up to now, I mean, um, but uh, yeah, like, I don't know why Sydney reminded me of Mexico so much, but I felt like it was a mix and it was the right mix, like it's, it's, it suits my personality the cultural mix as well, the cultural mosaic. So Australia will definitely be my home because Lithuania is very same people, same mentality. and if you understand them you understand everybody basically like I shouldn't say that but they are very similar
0: (laughs) I'm going to ask you because I know you you said that in your time in Australia you ended up in Perth and that's where I spent my teenage years and one of the things that I struggled with in Perth and you know I'll admit this was quite a few years ago um, I found it to be a very monocultural city and I struggled with that. But how, how did you find it there?
1: I found it as well, but I was there for the first lockdown that started in March. I arrived in February, basically. So February, obviously I was there for two months. I worked only for a month and they ended up losing my job due to the pandemic. So that it was, was- literally one month of of, of social life there. And then I was locked up. I was able to get government support then and I sat at home for four months basically. And then I made a decision to come here to study. So I didn't really get a proper taste of birth, I would say. Because um, mm-hmm. when the lockdown finished, um, I, I had about a month uh, after after the lockdown. But then I decided to travel because I had a really good car, so I thought I should go and explore before coming to Lithuania. Because who knows where I'll be next year? And um, I thought I'd take the opportunity. So I just drove all the southern part near the southern ocean. Ah, it's the most beautiful places. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I just I didn't really get to experience the actual Perth life so much actually. But it is, it is definitely less mixed than Melbourne, for example, like Melbourne is so mixed, right? And Sydney, um, Brisbane is also very, very mono, monocultural. <laughs> I would not go back there, no job would take me there. I might end up rather going to the Northern Territory where the Aboriginals live, because I also find it quite interesting, their culture, their world, and that would be like a really fresh discovery. There's a lot of incentives from the government to work in the Northern Territory um I mean but it is like a super hot place like in the summer it gets up to 50 there and it's humid like underwater feeling like I went there for two weeks just to visit but literally you you feel like you're underwater when you walk there (laughs) yeah
0: it it does get hot and humid up there I've spent some time up there but but I
1: (laughs) but you've also been to to other springs have you been to
0: the center of Australia I have yes Uh, it's beautiful there um I wouldn't Mm -hmm there but it's beautiful to visit yeah i have uh, one place thing. the landscapes are just absolutely spectacular for
1: sure yeah yeah i miss that as well see nature is a huge part of it too as well isn't it like about how we discover ourselves i find um and the, the, i found uh, that here in lithuania the cold this week wi- i mean it's a special winter they've got so much snow they haven't had in 15 years they were saying so this this winter is a special one <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, the cold has been like down to minus twenty, minus twenty-five. They haven't seen this cold. Also, like people are saying, what is this global warming? They haven't had proper cold, and this year it's all back. Just for me, <laughs> like,
0: that's for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it feels like it, um, and definitely, it's it's a great time for ice swimming.
0: Yeah. I going to ask you. You mentioned also before we were um, started recording about a book that you are writing. <laughs> Tell me
1: about that. Sure. Um, On the first lockdown in March, uh, I was having an identity crisis again um, because I was not sure what to do with myself and I felt very restless. I didn't want to stay working in aged care because of the virus and the vaccines and all this uncertainty. What's going to happen? How is it going to happen? I I was very. So I took some time to think about my life and I made like an outline several outlines and bubble graphs, and like I said, all those diagrams, Um, literally, I realized I have to write. I just felt like such a strong desire to write. So I sat down and I started writing just chapters by countries, basically, very simple, and but I try to go back there and remember the, the feeling of being there, the experience, the facts, you know, and what was happening, how I was feeling, what was happening, how I was. Feeling. And I loved it. I spent like a whole month doing it. It was such an entertaining activity. <laughs> and I never really had time for it because i have either working, studying, you know, life is busy. And this like quarantine was really an opportunity to to try something new. So I wrote 60 pages like that in a month. Um, and I realized I, I'm still missing a few chapters. So I haven't published it because I felt like I really wanted to go back here. I want to, to write a chapter on my grandfather. I've been doing some research, which is going very slow because of the lockdowns everywhere. Um, <laughs> But I did find there's a laboratory in his name at the Vilnius University Medical Institute. And there's like a lot of really interesting things that I'm still (laughs) discovering. The place where he was born, I found that there's a village. I'd love to go there, fly my drone, and and just try to get some pictures. And I don't know. I just really want to make a chapter on on his life. And then I want to make a chapter of Lithuania as I see it as an adult third culture kid. Um, because that that's a huge difference from how I saw it as a child, definitely. Even though I have few memories of it, but again, there were like three main times when I, I've been to Lithuania, is went up to seven, like the baby years, and then the, the teenage, I guess, 23 to 32, and then these, these uh, later years, the mature years, um, middle years, I
0: guess you could call them.
1: So yeah, the, this, it's a difference every time.
0: There's a lot in there about your TCK nurse identity. All those sorts of things. Um, Asha, we have almost run out of time. These yeah. questions just go by so quickly. I always um, end on a positive note, and that is, would you like to tell me about what you think is one of the best things about being a TCK?
1: Um I suppose I'm quite easy to adapt, to adjust to new places. I would say that's the best thing Um, that right now, even I'm not sure if my studies that I'm doing right now, my degree is in Europe, in Lithuania. I don't know if it will be recognized in Australia. So I know that I have a permission to with my residency to also live in New Zealand. So I'm already thinking "Mm, maybe that would be interesting to try. (laughs) So and I think any person, especially like in the Middle Ages, um, who is like older, they, they, they struggle to adjust. New cha- to new things and they like to have stability, routine, and I can see the benefits of it definitely. Um, and eventually I do want to buy a house and have a stable home and hopefully have a family. If, if that happens, that can even happen like anytime. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. So simple, not so simple, uh, but definitely adjustment. It's easier to adjust, it's, yeah. And also same with new people that we meet. Um, not everyone, definitely, because some people don't like this openness. They expect you to be kind of more narrow, more firm in your beliefs. I'm quite flexible and sometimes it's very hard actually in relationships. But ending on a positive note, <laughs> I do find that uh, that flexibility, uh, mentally and uh, physically i'm free from stuff i came here with 30 kilos i gave away everything and and uh, i'm able to leave even though i've got more than 30 kilos but i think i'll be able to leave as well feeling that i am not attached with a place as bad as to the point that i can't leave it you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure that's brilliant osha thank you so much for your time today it's been nice to thank speak you, with you
1: Thank you so much. It was really nice to chat with you.
0: Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.